Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Nubian. He's a cosmic voyager and an energy existing in multiple dimensions. In this conversation, we discuss our relationship to spirituality and the massively unspoken subject of male sexual trauma. I can't stress how important it is to have conversations like this that challenge common perceptions and give permission to everyone listening right now to explore the depths of our souls for truth, self-acceptance, and to rewrite the stories that have shaped us thus far. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Got the motherfucking fly. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to Opening Presence. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us. Today I am joined by Nubian. What's good? How y'all doing today? Oh my gosh. So we just did like a little five minute meditation slash um fly extract. Oh man, it was amazing. That was that was intense because before we started, there were some flies in here. And they were running around, and then like I went up to the door, and one of the flies flew up towards the door, and I like let him out peacefully. So then we came back down and did our meditation, and then there was one fly that was having a fucking fit the whole time. Like it was as soon as as soon as I thought we fixed the fly problem, it like, came. Back. It was like <laughs> it was going on a cyclone, like. Yo, and that motherfucker, that motherfucker was going so hard. He was going so hard, and Aaron had to like breathe through it. <laughs> yeah, well, Aaron had to breathe through it. I'm like, Aaron, you know what I'm saying? It's just one fly, you know what I'm saying? Because flies happen in your life. Like when you trying to be successful, you are gonna get little flies. Yeah, or the, it, to be that like literally that annoying, like yeah. literal that annoying. But it, like I said before, like before we started recording was just changing the relationship to the fly right and focusing on the breathing focusing on the meditation and existing coexisting with the nuisance quote unquote because it's like once you remove the label of this is annoying me rather than this is what is here right now like you can still experience the 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 peace that you were i guess seeking or at least practicing um but then i just killed him so I could be a hypocrite. No, that doesn't make you a hypocrite. I think that just makes you a person that realizes you realize. First of all, you went through the practice. You went through the, the five minutes of your sincerity and you dealt with this creature who was invading your home. But I chose violence. You didn't choose <laughs> violence. You chose extraction. <laughs> Off to a fire start. You didn't choose violence. You chose extraction. You gotta get. You gotta extract peace. these forces because guess what? You know what I'm saying? If we extracted uh, certain people who we didn't feel like need to be in our society, maybe black people wouldn't be in a position that we're in now. That's true. But then it's like it goes back to that mode of like this concept of war for peace. Mm. You know, it's like oh, once we demolish this group of of individuals. Now the world will be at peace, and then our propensity to seek another offending group. It's like, oh no, no, no! Like we, like we, we had peace for that moment, and now let's hop over here and and create peace by exterminating this other group. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just keeps on going on and on. Hmm. Well, I would say to that is, I never really lived through the object of friction i never really like lived through friction like that like for example um for example there's there's a lot of people that i disagree with let me start there there's a lot of people i disagree with there's a lot of people i don't like like things they do i don't like things they talk about i don't like where they go i don't like how they talk i don't like who they talk to there's a lot of things i don't like but to create a realm of things that i don't like in somebody else's life 
I feel like that could be counterproductive because what I know to be true is that we're all here to experience what we're here to experience to get to our next level. Mm -hmm. But it's not a group thing. It's an individual thing. Our is spirit, self, and soul. That's our. Not me, you, and him. Or her. It's not, that's not, that's not our. You know what I'm saying? So, I always feel like uh, what our or group means to people means a lot. Because, like, for example, when I started studying spirituality, I never really, really went into anything that was egotistical which was uh pride prideful understandings of who you are um anything that ha- that didn't have anything to do with the exact knowledge I wasn't dealing with it and that's how I've always been yeah how do you discern that what is real and what is connected to source and the truth cuz i think it's obvious once you touch it but seeding through and kind of working through the weeds of ego and self-identifying and the material and then arriving at like the the fruitful divine um and even like dealing with like like mirages and facades of energy where we think that we're identifying with spirit but it's just the ego kind of uh, dressing itself up as the divine like how do you discern like when you're really tapped into the all-knowing? I feel like it's a very, very intimate process because I feel like what's divine to you may not be divine to me. Like, I don't know that to be true. I know that. I mean, I don't, I don't believe that to be true. I know that to be true. What's divine to you may not be divine to me. And what's divine to me may not be divine to you. So, in a sense, I don't believe that there's any one track way to divinity or understanding divinity because I feel like divinity could be understood or tracked through limitless means. And I feel like the way we go about learning about divinity shows a lot about us. Like, the, the the divinity that we choose to practice itself shows more about you than the than the divinity that you practice. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I like the idea of like how are you saying like there's a different path because you can find God by just standing in nature, but you can also find God through pain and difficulty Correct. and perseverance. So Correct. like the journey is each in their own which I think kind of alludes to like what my version is or what anybody else's version is, is predicated on the life experiences that one has had to arrive at the conclusion or the, or there is no conclusion. It's just like an ongoing deepening of relationship. Mm. There's no conclusion, just an ongoing deepening of relationship. Um, Would you mind going into that a little bit more? Um, well, because you said that your you, your spiritual practice started when you were young, but it's, four years old. Yeah, when you were four years old, and we can definitely dive into that. But it hasn't left you. But it's not that same relationship because relationships deepen the longer that you stay committed to them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, for the viewers, um, I started off in spirituality when I was four years old. Um, it was the first time that I had a spiritual experience. I lived in a house with a mother who was extremely, she wasn't necessarily spiritual. She was definitely not spiritual. Like she didn't like have all the knowledge and read all the books and shit like that. But spirits fucked with her like tough. Like I told, like I told Aaron earlier, she was everybody's favorite niece, favorite auntie, favorite cousin she was all that shit so when somebody died they came to the house their spirit came to the house yeah yeah their spirit came to the house they lived there because that was the only place that they could live with family that they would be safe 
on the planet. You know what I'm saying? And they knew that, and my mom knew that too. And then she was just like, cool, whatever. Like, there was even this one situation <clears throat> where she called my 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 uh, my great-grandmother frying chicken in, in the kitchen at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And she fucking woke up, and she was like, what you doing? But she was she didn't see nobody in the kitchen. She was like, and she's like, she already knew. She's like, oh, it's my great grandma, because this is my great grandma. Do she she wake up early early in the morning? Mm-hmm. She start frying chicken. Damn, I just got the chills. <laughs> that's that's just what she did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's just literally what she did. And then and she 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 brought that up. And then I was like, okay, now I understand what this is. I understand mm-hmm. like I'm literally living through an, a spiritual experience on the planet. And it's not even about how smart I am, but it's about how much I recognize, mm-hmm. how much I can truly see to be either spiritual or not spiritual. You know what I'm saying? How much I can truly dissect life. That's what it's all always been about. And, you know, I've met very, very knowledgeable people who, you know what I'm saying, have all the resources of, of information, but not to my own horn, but I always feel like they couldn't hold a candle to me because they can always, they always could not answer questions that I had mm-hmm. but I could always answer questions that they had so I always like kind of felt like we was in a different position because maybe they weren't going all the way into those topics those characteristics those ways of life that they need to and I feel like it's just not like one group of people doing that I feel like everybody's doing that like you know people I see on the internet and they be like Oh, I'm having problems with this. I'm having problems with that. I'm having problems with this. I'm having problems with that. And then they go do the exact same thing that they was doing before they had the problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an. Ad- those are the cycles that we keep. You almost said it. Our- you almost said it. Addiction. I thought you. Yeah, almost said I was it. gonna say addiction. Yeah, but it's like we're addicted. <laughs> we're addicted to the to the pain or the or it's familiar. And what you're like saying with like running into people that are more red or academic it's like they're referencing someone else's experience yet you had the first like the one-on-one actual experience so that's what we're drawing off of is the wisdom through experience and then they're referencing a book that someone else had a spiritual experience in a jungle somewhere and and it's like they weren't there straight up i have a buddy named bear like necessity you probably heard bear. him you, oh yeah you met bear at the, uh, shout out at shout the, out to bear shout out to motherfucking they keep bear on send, they send me like ten thousand instagram things like i can't look at all yo of them, bear. bear yo bear, bear. thank you i appreciate the love i appreciate you you're gonna be on the podcast soon but damn you send me a lot of instagram messages bear will send <laughs> bear will send the shit out of instagram messages that's one thing he will do and 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 don't feel special you know what I'm saying? He just he just like to he literally likes like I think this is what I think Bear got. He got like a hundred people right on his Instagram because cause I'm feeling like Bear probably knows some weird Instagram algorithm that we don't know. He got some fucking way to send a hundred people messages at a time. At the same time, yes, yes. At the same time. Yep. I don't know how we do it, but I just know he do it every fucking time. And I'll be like, yo, that that shit funny. Sometimes I don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Most most time I don't say shit. But shout out to Bear. But what I was saying is Bear, um <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. Moving on. So <laughs> shout, out <to> <laughs> shout out to Bear. So your earliest spiritual experiences at four, what did that like lead into as far as like understanding self and relationship to spirit and maybe the society that teaches us to kind of deny that internal intuition that we have as as kids, because I feel like I didn't re- fully embrace like my spiritual nature until like a lot of loss and grief and like losing like my mother and like a lot of family members. And, like, that, and, by the way. Thank you. But it, it but it's like then I had to go inward. Like I finally ha- like didn't have a reference point in the external world where it's like, oh, that's my anchor. I had to f- create an anchor from within. And once I decided to look inward, I realized like how vast and how powerful like my own spirit was. And I was like, oh, this is the truth right here. But this society, like kids in school and their parents and the way that the the way that it's all put together, I always had like this sense of like something's off right now. And then once I turned inward, that's when I found the truth. 
so i guess like growing up like where did you grow up and then like like uh balancing that relationship from that internal wisdom and the exterior world world that's telling you like no that's wrong like this is right like how did you um find a sense of self throughout this well, first of all, I was born in Houston, Texas. I mean, I was I was raised in Houston, Texas. I was born in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. I was born here, raised in Houston, Texas, H-Town, to the sun don't drown. Um, how did I overcome everyone's thoughts of what I was, basically? Um, I would say I didn't for the first... I was raped around the time I was four. Also. Wow. Yeah, so if my father hears this podcast, he don't know that. I was raped around the time I was four. Um, let me think, 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 let me think. Okay, so that happened around the time I was four. So from that's kind of when the energy started to like poke at me. Because it was letting me know something. You know what I'm saying? It was letting me know I was in, like, a, not a safe position. Because I was literally, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, what's the word? What's the Violated. Word? There's, 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 there's another word. There's another word. Uh, coerced. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was literally a kid. I don't know nothing about sex or nothing like that. I was told this shit was a fucking game. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like motherfucking video game that we play outside and shit like yep, that. Yep, yep. And it's like, you know, you get tackled with the football and you like, damn, that shit hurt. And you like, but you know what I'm saying? It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Yep, yep. That's that's kind of how motherfuckers was treated, and that wasn't the game. Yeah. You know yeah. So they made it seem like it was a motherfucking game. You know what I'm saying? And the shit was cool. And so from that point, I had to I had to uh come into realization about who I was. Like, okay, this experience happened to me. Is that who I am? And I was like, no, Nubian. It's not who you are. Something happened to you, and somebody manipulated you into doing something that you don't need to do. Uh, you don't say you don't want nobody telling you who you are. You know what I'm saying? You don't want none of this shit happening to you, so you need to create a mindset 100% exactly of who you are. And that's when I got into spirituality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I realized, because, like, from four to about 15, forgot. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot. Mm-hmm. And then when I hit that age, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was literally sitting in bed one day, and I was like, oh, shit. I got raped. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Man, I, man, man, you know how much No Name Gypsy I started listening listen to after that? It's crazy. Yeah. Who are you to tell me? All that. That was my shit. Mm. Everything was my shit. And then um, after that, I was just being a spiritual man. You know what I'm saying? I was just kind of running through, the, running through my little high school hallways or whatever, talking my little shit or whatever. It didn't really affect nobody like that, but I was just talking to my little shit. And then I met five people. Nick, Jai, Baki, uh, 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 Mac, and Kadeem. Five brothers. I got kicked out of my auntie's house who, who had just passed away. She didn't just pass away at the moment, but she had passed away recently, which is one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with. Don't don't ever steal from your family members because if you ever steal from your family members, you don't really feel like shit when they die. Just especially if you love them a lot. But um it wasn't even it wasn't even a situation I even considered stealing. You know what I'm saying? She had this like big ass thing of change. And I was like, ooh, let me get like thirty dollars of change. You know what I'm saying? Get some money so I can fucking go be around people. You know what I'm saying? Man, she called me up for that shit. She was like, yo, nephew, you stealing from me. You doing wrong. You doing bad. So I got kicked out, so I had to go into end up at the Lost House. 
best situation I've ever ended up in my life. Fucking start doing uh, shows, start doing uh, spiritual practices, start learning about myself, start learning about all kinds of shit. Like I can't like the the the. It goes on and on what I learned at the Lost House. Yeah, how did you engage with like healing? after experiencing that trauma and then like the re remembering of the trauma which one exactly of the the sexual trauma oh being you 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 could you could be forward being being raped okay just well that's just raped. how i yeah just called being to, raped yeah yeah yeah, yeah but we, like because you we, say we, we you're like becoming like becoming a spiritual man mm-hmm. and then like working through maybe like emotions that come up and mm-hmm. self-judgments and stuff mm-hmm. and like like this is something that I haven't shared on the podcast, but like my earliest like sexual experiences um, were of a similar nature, but like with like a family member, and we thought right. it was a game. Right. And like I, something in me, I was like, wait, that's wrong. And I remember like running to the closet and like crying, and my mom like, like what's wrong? What's wrong? Because I was just like having a fit, and I was like, I just I knew I had done something wrong, and like it stuck with me for a very, very long time until like a couple of years, maybe like six years ago or so, mm-hmm. like when I was in San Diego and my, my aunt, um, uh, she kind of like has trouble with like alcohol and stuff, but she was expressing to me that when my cousin, um, was a kid that their neighbor had molested her and it just like, it clicked for me. I was like, Oh my gosh, like the things that, that we were doing when we were kids was something that she brought into kind of like the space, um, where I lived. Right. And, and we were doing those things, right. But it was because she was molested and I didn't have like a, a reason why, like we had done these things. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like, like the trauma that exists within our families get passed down and these cycles happen over and over again because it's like it doesn't like it doesn't start with us it's just we're just like the latest chapter at that point in time cuz right. i can go back and i know like in my soul i'm like oh like i have this feeling that my mother something happened with my mother and something happened with my aunt and my grandma and my great grandma like my grandmother having uh kids from multiple fathers and like just as recently, like I've been over the last couple of years, like like I've been reached out to from like twenty three and me from this woman that lives in Chicago that's like, Hey, me and your mom are sisters and we just found out who the the father is. So a couple of weeks ago I just saw photos for the first time of my grandfather who had a completely separate family in Chicago. In Chicago. You know what? I have like a really good connection with a lot of people from Chicago. Yeah. So, but like, it's just wild just to see everything unfold and not hyper focusing and personalizing like the trauma as like, oh, it was me who did something wrong or anything like that. Like, like it's that's the no, thing that's the most I'm important. Never, part. I've never been. I've never been a part of uh, victim blaming. Yeah. Um. Like I always feel like if something goes down, um, uh, because you know I'm. I'm a fully heterosexual male, you know what I'm saying? When I, when I talk about my traumas and stuff like that, I've had flag, you know what I'm saying? People ask me weird ass questions mm-hmm. that I would think is weird as fuck. Like, uh, well, if that's what you did when you was a kid, then that's how, how's that not how you is yeah. right now? Yeah. And you know what? I look at all those people and I look at them dead in their eye and I just go like this. Because they got that same energy that that same person who assaulted me had. Mm. Because they like, they kind of got that, that that vibe like, oh, if you've been assaulted already, why, why would you want to get assaulted again? Mm. I don't look at those kind of relationships as that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and it's kind of like a, a, a create a, um, a veal, like a, like a nice red thick veal kind of similar to the uh Eminem encore album mm-hmm. nice thick veal like a curtain that you'll never see behind mm-hmm. that people that like to portray 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not really with that. Sure. Well, it takes it takes a lot to to share and be open and say these things because it's like it can be used against us at some point. Yes. Like yes. as you as you've experienced, and it's like we're really talking about outside with yeah. the, with with the neighbor. At some point, it's like, are we going to be overcome by like the fear of expansion and growth and forgiveness, or are we going to retreat when we know our purpose here is to expand and to learn and to awaken? Because it's like it's not like these things aren't like we're not the first people to have ever experienced the things that we've experienced. I have a question. Go for it. You said the first people. Yes. You said we're not the first people to experience expansion. What does that mean? I feel like that it's not unique to us. I mean, it's unique in that we are having this experience. So who's had the experience prior to us? I would say... Not to interrupt you. No, I would say that like our genetic and perceptual makeup is unique to ourselves. And other people can perceive and have the same ex- same type of experience. It's not going to be the same texture or quality or relationship because we're a culmination of all of our experiences. So it's impossible for someone to have the same genetic makeup, the same spiritual makeup, the same experiential makeup. But there's enough diversity in, I guess, collective human experience and consciousness over time that the same uh, stimulus has happened for another to give them the opportunity to grow through and learn through and presented that same opportunity to another. And their response to it was to retreat or to perpetuate or to blame or to shame with every single day and with every single opportunity we have countless opportunities to to perceive as something as something working for me as a gift or as a curse and it's like you have the opportunity to make the decision yeah and your your decision was i'm going to go inward but see here's the thing though we never know what the right answer is until we die i think the right the right answer is whatever you decide yeah but you won't know what your right answer is until you die like when you die, okay, so here here's here's why here's why I say it. Why I say that. When you die, you have to go through a trial to actually go to heaven. You cannot just go to heaven and not go through this trial. You have to go through the trial of weighting your heart against a piece of a feather. One single feather. If your heart is lighter than a feather then you get to go to heaven if your heart is not lighter than a feather then you don't get to go to heaven what does it mean to have your heart lighter than a feather that's the magical question to have your heart lighter than a feather means to you don't have anything on your heart like you literally don't have because your your heart is as light as as light itself yeah, when I hear that, I I feel it speaking of the essence of forgiveness. It's it's definitely in the essence of forgiveness because forgiveness, forgiveness. Okay, so for example, taking it back to my trauma, that's okay with you. I had to forgive old dude because guess what? When I told my mother. After after her basically her mother just died, because that's the only time I found the power to do it. The basically after her mother just died, I told her it was like twelve o'clock at night, prime time for 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 bad decisions. You dig what I'm saying? My mom was like, I'm gonna go kill that nigga when I go back to Houston. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do that. I'm like, no mother, that's not what we're gonna do. We're gonna live. We're gonna live, and we're gonna. Prosper better than them. You know what I'm saying? But I had to, I had to like really break my mother into that. You dig what I'm saying? Because she wanted violence. She wanted, she wanted war. So there's a certain perspective that you got to look at multiple dimensions. So for example, past, present, and future. Those are all dimensions. But if you look at the past, 
that's one dimension that you stuck in. So you could be a dimensional being in the past. You could be a dimensional being in the present. You still stuck. You could be a dimensional being in the future and you still stuck. I wouldn't say stuck in the present though, because you have autonomy. No, 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 no. I stuck in the present. Just stuck, period. Just stuck, period. Whether you stuck in the past, present, or future, you stuck. But once you collect all time together as as your experience, then you 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 have a collective understanding of who you are. Past, present, and future. And instead of just limited to past you, present you, future you, put them all together. You got one you. And then once you like, okay, so once you really understand that one you, like once you really understand that one you, like you go, you be like, you take off weeks, you be like, yo, I can't do this podcast today. I got to figure out me. I got to, I can't do this today. I got to figure out me. I got, I can't do this today. I got to figure out my soul, my spirit, my everything. You dig what I'm saying? So you can be a valuable asset to anybody else around you. But you can't be a valuable asset to anybody else around you if you only know your own damn self. Mm-hmm. And that's where I always came from. Like, how you going to be an asset to somebody else and you don't know what the fuck you got going on in your own body? You know what I'm saying? Damn, we're going there. Yeah, this is Nubian Naturals and we go there. <laughs> <laughs> we go there. So, Nubian, what's your spiritual practice look like these days in your relationship to, to spirit? Are you in a constant dialogue? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, And that constant dialogue requires me to constantly be speaking. Hmm. So uh, I have to constantly provide my body with things that allow me to speak. And the things that allow me to speak aren't the same things that allow everybody else to speak. What allows you to speak? A little wine. You know what I'm saying? A little box of wine helps me talk to myself. Uh, Palo Santo helps me talk to myself. Bowl of weed helps me talk to myself. Whole bowl. The whole bowl. Where are you projecting like these conversations or these thoughts? Are they being casted out and then cyclically like drawn into your own consciousness and devising an understanding or is it projected out I'm letting into them go. source. I'm letting them go. Uh huh. I'm letting them go. Yeah. Cause they're not mine. Cause like I said, I was I was put through a situation that wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So they are my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? They're they're thoughts that came from a place that came from outside of me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to extract these thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what the- are some of the things that you've been gifted by? the universe like you received well that you're willing to share too because well like the, the first person i would the first person i ever talked to this about was nicole because mm-hmm. like the first time i met nicole she was like she had a whole book about like universal knowledge right i already knew we was on different pages because like i'm all about self-knowledge like there is no universe there's nothing outside of me like even though everything exists, like there are things that literally exist outside of me, I literally look at them as a compilation of all energies that ever existed outside of me, formulating into a physical being. Mm-hmm. So they're never going to be exactly who they need to be. They're never going to be exactly what they want to be. And they're never going to be exactly how they want to be. Because they're just all physical constructs of whatever we think is true. You dig what I'm saying? So I never really looked at the universe or anything that's on the planet as true. Truly true. Well, truth is, I guess, like, the concept of true is, like, fixed. What's your concept of true? I feel like truth has a resonant frequency of kind of just, like, peace and coherence where it's not being forced it can just kind of land and just exist as it is 
I think it's up to the viewer to interpret and to discern whether what they think is true. Yeah, what they think is true. And I think if we remove the ego and we just like observe without our biases, the truth is pretty loud and powerful, but it's also really nurturing and soft at the same time. And that's why I think it's really a phenomenal about the Open Presence podcast is that you guys, we, we uh, exonor truth. You know what I'm saying? Honor truth. Let, let it be first instead of second. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, I truly appreciate Open Presence. Yeah. No, thank you. And thank you for being here and like sharing in that same way because it's like it's tough to like really like commit to it because it's so much easier to just run around and just kind of be fake and because you get rewarded it's so much you get, easier you get rewarded it's so much easier because i was doing it for a while yeah i was get, doing it for a while yo you get rewarded to to be fake and to i was doing it for a speak while your truth like saying the things that we're saying right now that's like fucking condemnable like to the larger society like the masses you see my are, face. Like, will keep you keep you in check they're like oh they're veering off a check like they like yo, let's take away resources yo, let's yo, let's make sure yo, that no they cap die. <laughs> no cap no cap the only person because okay so like so like the only person the only people that i know that are like really 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 on that spiritual echelon that are like in our circle is nicole and bear shout out to malik shut oh oh yeah and my nigga malik now malik he moved like how I move. I know. Y'all are very kindred spirits. Moving. Yeah. <laughs> Moving. He's not finna just stay in this fucking one fucking spot yeah. with these one motherfuckers. Fuck that shit. I'm gone. I'm gonna go do my shit over here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my shit over there. And then you got Nicole. Now, Nicole, she's raised out here and she understands the land lanes out here. Mm-hmm. Also... Nicole is very fucking beautiful. So that gives her a lot of advantages as well. I know she don't like talking about it. I don't know she don't like thinking about it, but it's there. Like, let's not act like it's not. And then Bear, he just keep it 100% honest with you, no matter who you are, no matter where you at, period. Either you like it or you don't, and that's it. And then you know what? All three of those guys, all implement practices that are truly spiritual and none of them are understood mm-hmm. truly understood mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you know like for example you know how hard nicole works you know what i'm saying she fucking breaking her back out here for these motherfucking people like like crazy and she definitely does not get the recognition that she deserves my boss laquita lanford afro village Break her back for people definitely don't get the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, but the mission is so much more important. I agree. Than the validation than the recognition. from than the validation from like the unawakened. How do you explain to people? Explain what? That the mission is more important than the validation. You have to commit to it because like there's parts of me that's like re- willing to just fucking get that check and just button button things up like i was taught like when i was young is like don't like my rules were no dreads Mm. no pit bull Mm. no tattoos damn that is like you're just not the nigga (laughs) (laughs) you're just not a nigga so crazy thing the first thing was when i was 24 got my pit got your dreads got my dreads I don't have tattoos yet. Okay, okay, That'll okay. be like the last. That's next. That's next. That's next. Things. That's next. Yeah, yeah, like mom, yeah. Mama's yeah. rules. Mama's rules. What you? What you like, was like? Twenty eight right now. Uh, I'm thirty three. Oh, you need to get tattoo. I know. I know. When your birthday? But that's but that's next. Like when your birthday? February sixteenth. That's the day. Yeah. So that's those are the things. But it's like like willing to to bypass the comforts and seeing through that there is like a much grander expression like like i still intend on having all of the things that i want right but it's got to be my way and along the path there's all these opportunities to to kind of compromise the vision 
and settle for something that's not as dangerous and not as difficult. Like case in point, like a few weeks ago, I got a cold email and this is something that I told like close friends, but not on the podcast, but I got an email that said, Hey, like I listened to opening presents and I'm producing a podcast for Portland called CityCast. And throughout the U.S., probably like seven or eight like large cities like Chicago, Denver, Salt Lake City, Vegas, um, have like this local like daily show for their city that's like a 20-minute podcast that's sponsored by or that's owned by like this venture capital firm that that owns like the Washington Post. So like big, big money, big production, like and they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we want you to host the show. And I'm like, bet, like, let's go, like, let's go meet. So just a couple of weeks ago, I met at Harlow. I live off of Hawthorne. So I go into Harlow and meet this white lady and we get to talking and like, it's so funny because like, I was like my full self and like, I talk about like the intimate conversations that we have and kind of just like my larger mission of just like expressing truth. And I maybe have said some things that kind of like rang the alarm, like in her head. I was ring like, the alarm. Yeah. It was just like, no, was no, no. Remember, 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 remember that was a song. Yep. That was a song. Ring the alarm. Nate, Nate dog. Uh, no, no, no. That was uh, uh, a Ah, They gonna get on my ass. They gonna get on my ass. There was a point in that conversation, which was essentially an interview. Was like, hey, like I'm gonna get to know this. Tenor sax. What's up? Tenor, tenor saw. Tenor sax. Is that what the person's name was? Yeah, tenor okay. sax. But so there was a point in that conversation of like, yo, like I'm gonna be the host of Portland's show, right? Like. And I asked how much money it was. She was like eighty-five to a hundred thousand dollars a year, five days a week, twenty-minute show. I've produced a hundred-plus podcasts solo that are all hour-long. Twenty-minute podcast talking about donuts and pizza is a fucking breeze. I can do that easy, like, and get paid. And there was a point in the interview where, um, I can tell where. I think I, I spoke too much. Mm. Where wait wait wait, because like I've been I'm new to business. I've been only in business for like two years. I even want to know what those what those points is is like. What you talking about? Well, I I think I spoke too much about. Well, I didn't speak too much. I spoke my truth, but I was just talking about like how I went and did ayahuasca. And just like how that's been a part of my journey and experiencing, oh, yeah. experiencing like death and yeah. process and healing and stuff. Like yeah, that's tell, that's my story. You don't tell them all that. You don't, especially. But it, but it was. But the thing is, it's like in when I'm connecting with somebody, it's like it's so hard for me to like filter. Looking back, it's like it. it's like okay, yes, I could edit. I can edit certain things to get the bag, and I got in the way. But it's that's just like a learning experience. Like I didn't I'm not holding on to it. There's times where I think about it. I'm like, oh, shit, that was like that was like the chance Mm -hmm. to impress this person. But this person is looking to save their ass. Not not so much as to like find the best person. It's like, how are we going to because the thing is, it's like if I'm the fucking Portland's morning show guy. I have my podcast right here having this conversation. And you're the Portland Morning they're gonna, Show guy. They're gonna come they're gonna come for me anyways. And you're the Portland Morning Show guy. Yeah. So it's like if I'm the Portland Morning Show guy and then people start looking at my podcast and I say I'm not vaccinated, I've done ayahuasca, I do mushrooms and LSD. Not to say that that's those are the things that define me, but those are controversial topics when the whole entire like mass of public opinion in Portland is predicated on vilifying certain people for the decisions that they make in their lives. Like Correct. they're looking, they're always looking for somebody to tear down. That's the nature of, of Portland's virtue signaling culture where there's these societal issues, but they're not actually doing anything to change them because they'd rather identify as someone who has compassion and that they're fighting for something. If we take away the issue, this is something that I expressed to her explicitly if we took away the issues that Portland fake cares about, mm-hmm. what would Portland be? Cause they identify so much with black lives matter, like 
let's march in the streets and da 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 da. Portland would but be, they, but they won't do anything about it. But if you removed all of those things that they identify with, they would have to. Portland would be white city. It's it'd already be white, white city, city all over over again. It'd be it'd be it'd be super white city. But it would they would be lost and not have an identity. Of course they wouldn't. And if they didn't have if they were lost and they didn't have an identity, then they were just gonna join the one identity that they understand. And we already know what the fuck that is. I don't know. I I think having people like you on the show, having Nicole, Bear in the future, Malik, and all the beautiful people that have like given me their time and energy and and were able to speak their truth. Like this is the new like way. Like yeah, this, this is the way, way to freedom. This is the new way. Like this is the way. Like because regardless of who's going to get credit for it or whatever. Yeah, people going like, to listen to this and they're going to be like that old model is dead. Oh. I don't got to do that no more. Yeah, it's freedom. Like how do you claim your own freedom and remove all of like those restrictions that we've been placed upon us? It's like grow your dreads, get your tattoos, get your pit bull. Like go like if you live one time, then you better fucking like advocate for yourself. Let's see, you don't live one time though. That's another thing. Okay, go into that. You don't live. You 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 actually experience multiple lives. Um. So, for example, um, I've been through a total of twenty three lives. Twenty three. How did you discern this number? Over much time of inner working, like thinking about it, and also like figuring it out from like i literally figured it out for myself mm-hmm. and then when i when i would say these numbers i would get a lot of signs that'd be like yeah you're right like in that moment not it wouldn't be like some sign later that'd be like oh yeah you was right you was right about what you said earlier today no it'd be like signs in that moment yeah it'd be like Oh, this is sign. Say this. I will say it, and I'll be like, "Okay, that's what it is." Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll realize I have been on this planet for more lifetimes than I've remembered. Do you remember any lifetimes, like any incarnations? I don't remember anything past the last lifetime, which was the last. What was? What were you doing? I was an assassin. An assassin? Yes, sir. Where in the world? I don't remember. Do you remember your name? I don't. What do you remember? Or just the... I remember I was killing people. Jesus. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> wow. What do you feel like the lessons that you learned either as an assassin or how it parlayed into who you but are But all life is valuable. All life is valuable. All the time. Mm. No matter where you... What what position you in? Even the fly that I killed. Even the fly that you killed. His life was valuable. How do you know it was a he? She. Her life was valuable. What if it was a they? They life was valuable. You dig what I'm saying? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter what description people give themselves. You know what I'm saying? Their life is valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I No, I, I think this is, like, extremely, like, powerful. Because it's, like... Yeah, I feel like this is probably we talk, we talk, the like, most powerful podcast you probably ever had. It's definitely... T- it's going places that I've never gone before. But it's, it's, it's important to give an example for others to say, like, no, you're allowed to do these things. You're allowed to say right. these things. Like, even when I teach meditation and stuff, it's, like, your experience, like... Only you can put words to what you're feeling inside and what your perception is. Correct. And we've been taught to dim that down. And like when like kids see ghosts or something, and they tell their parents, they're like, I didn't see, like, you didn't see anything. And then you'd start doubting that intuition. Like grandma wasn't frying chicken in the kitchen. Nobody was in the kitchen. Right. And you believe that right. throughout your life. And there's people, like people have different, are tapped into different dimensions. Like there are people who, who yes, channel who channel directly from source and and there's there are videos of it you there can are see over, it there are over 50 different abilities that you can have do you know which ones you have verbatim no but i would like to assume 
have all of them. But before we kind of wrap this up, I kind of I want to dive into the products that you make in the oh, energy. Oh, what you want to talk about that? What you want? What you want to know about Nubian Naturals? Yeah, Nubian Naturals. Like, give us because like it's a plug at the end of the day. It's I mean, a plug. Day, like we, like, I we get talk we about, get to the real. I could talk about Nubian Naturals deal. all day. I could talk but, about Nubian Naturals all yeah, day. Yeah, kind of going like this pendant that's on your on your chest. So he's looking at a. Um, Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five layer uh, pendant uh, that I made. Um, I put it on the table. Actually, everybody who can't see it right now, I put a five layer pin on the table just to uh, show Aaron so he can see it and everything. And like, yeah, he likes that one a lot. I want to know what you want to know about them because, like, what are they made out of and what do they do? Green agate is a love stone, and it's also a heart stone. It's also a prosperity stone. I could use that in my life. What made you gravitate towards? I gravitate all to to all stones. That one started at two fifty, by the way. Actually, one eighty five, one eighty five, because it's not sand polished or finished. What does it do? The green agate. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your that's your everyday love stone. That's also your everyday heart stone. You want to tell me anything else about the things that you make? Would you like to know anything else about the things I make? Because I know we're talking to the podcast, but one thing that I'm really bad at doing is talking about my stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless I get like really, really good questions. If one were to wear this pendant, uh-huh. is there any physical or visceral experience that they will notice if their energies are tuned and open? Absolutely. You will absolutely feel a difference in, into your physical body. So, for example, say you wear a piece of green agate and you ain't got enough resonance with your own feelings. Then that green agate is going to make you feel a little bit more loving to situations and a little bit more loving to people. Now, I always tell people added energy can be scary. Because, like, if you add more energy than what you have, like, what are you doing to yourself? Like, I always say that. Like, if you add in more energy than to what you literally have, you put yourself in a position for failure every single time. And it's like, how can I explain this in a way that makes absolute sense to everybody? Nothing makes absolute sense to everybody. I know, I know, I know. I'm put it like this: you put yourself in a, in this box, and then you can't take yourself out of that box, and then that's where you are for the entirety of your career, forever. You ever you ever heard of a typecast actor? Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey before he took himself out. What's of the name box. Of that one nigga? What's name of that one nigga? You remember? Okay, you ever seen uh Don't Be a Menace while drinking your juice in the hood? Yes. Okay, you remember the nigga that got stumped out till he was flat? Yes. Okay, that nigga got typecasted. What else was he in? Nigga roles. <laughs> he got all the nigga roles. Do you think? Do you think he was happy about that shit? No, but he got paid. Do you think he was happy about that shit though? Of course not. Of course not, because he wanted the, the he wanted those serious ass roles. He wanted those Leo DiCaprio roles. You know what I'm saying? He wanted them Leo roles, but he couldn't get those because he got typecasted already. Me personally, I'm not trying to get typecasted. I like people to think whatever the fuck they want to think, however the fuck they want to think. How does that relate to the stone? You know what? I have moved away from the stone, honestly, because mm-hmm. that's something I do a lot. You know, uh, when I talk about crystals and energies, often move away from speaking about them as material objects rather than a collaborator of experience and opening presence. I don't even look at them as spiritual objects. You know what I'm saying? I kind of went beyond that as well. I kind of look at them as pieces of ourselves that provide small 
chemical, alchemical pieces of energy that exist within our bodies. So, for example, that's a, a green agate. That's a love stone. Everything that green represents is also in that stone. So, for example, the properties of jade are the properties of that green agate. Mm-hmm. Literally. Everything that you envision and imagine green jade to do people sell you green agate Mm -hmm. when are you gonna bring back uh your shea butter that might be another couple months yeah but it's coming back soon it was a big hit right it was a it was a fucking major hit uh the thing about shea butter is i gotta raise the prices of it uh 25 dollars for a half 40 dollars for a full um and even that was like not enough I actually gotta go up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. No cap. All yeah, all the prices are going up. So we gotta we gotta adjust with the market. I just we part of I don't that. I don't fuck with it. Like you know, what I'm saying the one thing I don't the the my my one hard point was always been money. Mm-hmm. So when it comes like raising prices and shit like that, like I get real uncomfortable. For sure, those are like the learning experiences too. Because mine are like money and like love essentially or like romantic mm. relationships and so what's going on with your romantic relationships what's going on with them with the, with the ladies you talking about been going on with uh, i think it's just communication but you ain't talking to the shorties or whatever no i'm talking but the thing is it's like i'm working through my own like your defense, own shit my, my own defense mechanisms like i was talking before we started the podcast it's like fight or flight comes up but it's like the opportunity do you go through it and enter into a, a an arena of conversation and of learning, or do you retreat once you experience like these uncomfortable feelings, and then retreat back into self and run away? And I'm learning how to not judge those sensations and to look at it as my body telling me, like, "Hey, this isn't safe," but how can I make it safe? And that's where I was talking about like the breath work and um, feeling like my breath in my deep, deep like abdomen and, and creating a sensation of safety. So that's kind of what I'm working through right now and, and seeing if the person that I'm talking to is willing and wanting to exist in that new space that's new for me. Like this is something that I'm brand new to of like, hey, like right. do we want to a couple years yeah, in. do we want to do this thing together or like, are you not ready for that? And which is completely fine. But I would usually just zip my mouth and then just like go the opposite direction, just disappear or whatever. Right. Or have some sort of unhealthy like relationship where I'm not speaking my mind, but it's like, I can't, if I want to grow, I can't live in that same old model. So I feel that because like, it's definitely like times when you want to grow and like your body isn't necessarily on the same pathway. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not that your body isn't wanting to grow as well, but it's just like your body isn't on the same pathway of growth. Like your body and your actual physical being are on two different pathways of understanding and growth. So when you on two different pathways of understanding and growth, and you got to understand each pathway individually. So, for example, you got the pathway of being uncomfortable in situation. So, you would create a false version of yourself, which would be you, and you would be un- uncomfortable. That version of you would be completely comfortable, completely knowing who they are completely aware of what they got to go got going on and then they would just be that while the other you was just being you and then those two yous would have a conversation a debate and then you would give your mental energy to whichever side you agree with and then it becomes an entire dialect that you have within yourself for years that you can trust upon for information and knowledge and wisdom and intellect. Mm-hmm. Information, knowledge, wisdom, and intellect. Nothing separated. 
but then it's like when that thirst for growth is so big and so like that's where that's where like that shift happens where it's like I'm willing to face it and go through it. And that, I think that's the point where I'm at now when it comes to that shift for growth. relationship dynamics. It's like I got to change if I want something that's going to like give me life, then I have to be willing to risk the death of an old paradigm. I hear that. I always feel like death is something that we experience all the time. If we just talk about the ladies. I die with the ladies every time I meet them. Honestly. Because, like, some of the stuff they be saying, like, it just don't register with me. Like, for example, I, you know how many times I hung out with Nicole and she just said some shit that didn't make no sense to me? And I was just like, Word. 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 Uh-uh, you lying. Like I do all the whole nine. <laughs> because it's like it's not that I, it's not it's not that I don't care, it's not that no matter no shit like that, but it's just like I'd rather give the energy now than never have the energy later. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? No. What explain. Okay, so for example. So say Say, for example, the shit that Nicole was saying was right, right, whatever, whatever fuck. Even if it wasn't right, maybe it was just, like, something that was just, like, funny to talk about later in life. We always got something to talk about now because I uh, engaged in the conversation. Sure. But if I didn't engage in the conversation, how can I talk about the conversation? Yeah. I think it's just willing to, like, listen, like, to the brilliance of, of women. Yeah, of other people, but it's like, like, as men, we don't understand women, and we have to be educated on, like, the natural flow. Hell yeah, we don't because the flow, they the different. Flow. Exactly, they that's different. the whole. That's the whole they point. Different. That's the whole point. But it's like, are we gonna sit there and just allow them to exist without in like, like, force feeding direction? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm like, oh, like you have X problem. Or you want to do this? Well, let me like illuminate the path, and I'll I'll guide you all the way to the end. All you gotta do I is don't click, do that. all you gotta do is click post. I don't wanna do that. Wild every time. Wild every time. I was like, wait, wait, what? I'm like, wait, like you you said to me, this is what you, you want to do. do. This is the, and you, then you explain to me yeah. this is what you want no, to do. I said, I said, uh, you, you told me, you <laughs> you told me to exactly. The, you told me you go exactly the whole what shit. You, you told me exactly <laughs> what you want to do, and I say. Oh, cool. Let's do this. do this, 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 and I'll and walk this. you through it. And we'll, we'll go all the way through it. And it's time to put it out there or it's time to do no. the thing. And no. No. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. So I'm learning. I'm learning as we go. No. Yes means no. No means yes. But no, never, don't. Never, no, it don't. Nevertheless. No, it don't. No, it don't. Nevertheless. Because guess what? Some of these some of these no's actually mean no. That's true. So depending on what kind of day that's the thing. It depends on what kind of day they have. Yes, yeah. sir. But it's I think as men with vision and the ability to remain strong and hold space for both sides and just be able to hold this container of energy. I think that's more so what women are looking for is the capacity to hold turbulent energy and peaceful energy at the, at the drop time. at the drop at the drop of a hat and being and able like I'm good they reg- love that I'm shit. good regardless they of, love that of, shit. of what it is and that's they what they're seeking they love that shit they love that shit yeah man. but that's they love like, that shit. it provides safety though that's the thing is just like it like, does it's like that's it does and for them to be able to express everything that God has given because them. it's like it's like it's like when you have that balance between like you could blow up and you could like remain calm. They feel like they could say anything because either you're going to blow up or you're going to remain calm. And if you blow up, you're going to calm down. If you remain calm, you could possibly blow up. And they like, they like, cause like I've noticed that women, they like shit that isn't like, okay. So I know this light is right here. Yeah. Oh, it's always gonna be right there. Women, they like to they like to be gone for a second. 
so they can find it. Yeah, they don't like predictable. Yeah, they like they like who the fuck got my lighter? <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> who the fuck got my shit? And then they go find it, and they go like, why you got my shit? And they act like they matter, whatever. But in reality, they just spent forty five minutes having a conversation about a fucking lighter. They had a great time. <laughs> the beautiful nature of women. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our beautiful listeners? That I love y'all and y'all are amazing people. Um, I feel like this is an amazing podcast. Um, I had a great conversation. I really enjoyed the conversation. I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? I felt like our host learned a lot. And um, I'm ready to get on to the next one. I did learn a lot. Where can people find you on the interwebs? At N-U-B-I-E-N Naturals everywhere. That's at N-U-B-I-E-N Naturals everywhere. Dope. Well, thank you, Nubian. And thank you all for listening to Thank you guys. Opening presents. (laughs) 